Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good day. Hello, everybody. I hope everyone is doing fantastic on this very different version of the Swiss Army Dad podcast. So this is what I'm going to do. I have a school project. I'm having great difficulty uh, with these different apps to try to even create a link and submit. So I'm going to just put this... um, material up on my podcast and send my instructor the link and hope all is well that ends well uh in this subject i'm going to go over the holy spirit i'm going to go over some of the um, material that is used in this class it's an excellent class mind you and again it seems like every time i get back on this podcast i'm a little under the weather and here we go again so i'm extra nasally and Bear with me. So here it is. I'm going to upload it. I hope you guys find this intriguing, interesting, and we'll go from there. And I'm going to go over the Holy Spirit. The instructions as I understood them was to basically go over uh, the course material that we've had already in the past and make it into a sermon. So what the best way for me to do this is to uh, talk to you as if we we're one-on-one, as uh, people sitting together and discussing everything. As a side note, I've been a tad under the weather, so I am a bit extra nasally. My energy level isn't the best, but as the old army motto, false motivation is better than no motivation. I will substitute motivation with energy, and let's get to it. To begin, I want to give a little bit of a foreground knowledge of the fact that the Orthodox belief in God and each of the roles as Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we describe them as a triune Godhead or Trinity more specifically. And I want to read a quick passage in E. Calvin Beisner's God in Three Person to give kind of a a little bit better in-depth understanding. That there is one God who is being composed of three individuals, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, all of whom are to be worshipped as the same God, and who share in the same substance or essence. Triunity, three persons, sharing equally in a single substance of deity. So, as this picture right here, uh, now of course it's not in English, so... I will just quickly explain. So there are the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Father is God, the Son is God, and the Holy Spirit is God. But the Father is not the Son, the Son is not the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is not the Father. So that would signify that they're individuals within the Godhead. So we're going to really talk about the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit does for us. So, to best express the importance of the Holy Spirit and the vital role he plays in empowering the gospel, we have to do a quick examination of the who and what the Holy Spirit is. So, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 11, verse 2, the Holy Spirit is described as the spirit of wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, and fear of the Lord. And in John, chapter 14, verse 16, the Holy Spirit is another helper. And in John, chapter 15, verse 26, He is described as the spirit of truth. So, as communicators of the gospel, 
if we are without the Holy Spirit leading us, we could safely assume that we're preaching the gospel without wisdom. Now, not to say that we won't be able to actually gain the attention of individuals and even encourage them and uh, guide them to God, but our ability to do so is, is much less than our ability with the Holy Spirit to guide us. We could safely assume that we are preaching the gospel without wisdom and understanding, without counsel, without might, without knowledge, without truth, and without fear. It's like baking a cake, but leaving out all the important ingredients. Uh, what's left is something that we're trying to convince everybody is a cake, but it's not. And that's the problem with attempting to, you know, teach and learn from the gospel without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is what gives us our wisdom, our education, guides us to the knowledge and living waters that we need. To be able to truly communicate the gospel accurately and engaging, we must be led by the Holy Spirit. Yet there is another dynamic that is vital for reaching the ears of the lost sheep. Yet, let's see, that is the human experience. Just like in my current profession, which I am a nurse, uh, when the doctor is speaking to a patient, it is my job as a nurse to interpret and even offer a sense of sympathy and empathy. There's many times that, here's an example, uh, an individual goes in and says that you've had an ovarian torsion and you're going to need a right oophorectomy. What exactly does that mean? So it is my responsibility, my job, to basically tell them that there was a twisting of the ovaries and an oophorectomy is basically they're going to go and unwrap it and they're going to remove it. And it could be open exploratory or laparoscopic. And then I'd go into more detail in regards to that. We go not only that, but we're also... In regards to safety, oxygen, uh, PRBCs, which are packed red blood cells, I can go on. I digress. I apologize. Let's get back at the subject at hand. So, according to Warren W. Veersby, preaching is the communicating of divine truth through per human personality. The divine truth never changes. The human personality constantly changes. And this is what makes the new message new and unique. So the Holy Spirit is vital for all humans that walk in this world, and even more so people obtaining the role of preacher or pastor or teacher. Again, I'm going to use Warren W. Veersby said it uh, best for the preacher or teacher of the Word of God, preaching is not what we do. It's what we are. When God wants to make a preacher, he has to make a person because the work we do cannot be isolated from the life we live. God prepares the person for the work and the work for the person. And if we permit him, he brings them together in this province. The Holy Spirit is seen through not just the words coming off the pulpit, but also the life we lead and the steps we take in our path and walk with God. Now, there are some churches, I, I don't want to pick on any, but I, I will maybe a little bit, the Apostolic Pentecostal Church comes to mind, when it seems like the Holy Spirit indwelling those individuals means an increased emotion, volume, and perspiration. Now, that can't be true. I'm not going to disregard or limit God in any means, but is that always the way? So, according to our textbook, Lee uh, Eklov, if I'm pronouncing this correctly, uses the word unction, and he defines it as the anointing of the Holy Spirit on a sermon so that something holy and powerful is added to the message that no preacher can generate no matter how great his skills. 
He later gives an example of two smaller rivers meeting at the end and forming a much larger river. He also uses Aristotle's theory on logos, uh, what we say, ethos, who we are, and pathos, the passion we bring to the task. So the Holy Spirit can invoke emotion, volume, perspiration, and yet is not limited to those, nor do those have to be seen. Yet we must be aware that there are those that will attempt to mimic or mock outward signs in order to deceive. So discernment is always a requirement. It's always essential. So how, how do we know when we're actually getting a message from God? Is it a loud, booming uh, voice? I mean, it could. I would, again, never limit God to any aspect. Just as in uh, the book of Hebrews, chapter 1, verse 1 through 2, long ago at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he spoke to us by his son. With that said, most of the time of which I have experienced or read, the Holy Spirit comes to us gently. We all think God is going to be a big booming voice sounding like, I don't know, Charlton Heston maybe, uh, when calling us. However, God called Samuel in a normal voice that he thought uh, it was Eli calling him. Most individuals, when they speak on how God has communicated with them, it is quiet and gentle. Uh, just as Joe McCleaver stated, without warning, the quietness of a dark night on the city streets, God spoke within me. What exactly do you mean by that? He says, in Psalms chapter 46, verse 10, God says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. We need to remember that the very first thing we need to do is to be still and listen and wait and put our faith and our trust in the creator of all things. We need to be still and listen. We need to be still and stop letting ourselves be distracted. We need to be still just to be still. Put down the phone. Quit being distracted. Social media will still be there. Be still. Listen. Pray. Meditate. Talk to God. He'll talk back. Do not limit God. God, God's abilities shall not be limited. He can be as quiet as a mouse. He can be as loud as the biggest booming box at the Walmart aisle. You're like, why are these people playing this loud music? So... In the Old Testament, God appeared to Moses in a burning bush. Later, God spoke through his prophets and later through his only begotten son, Jesus of Nazarene, a.k.a. spoiler, the Messiah. And even later through his Holy Spirit. And now, again, continues to speak through the Holy Spirit, through the word, which is our Bible. Never leave home without it. And now even through our preachers. Lee E. Clough stated, Generally, we regard unction as the Holy Spirit's anointing of preachers as the sermon pours from his lips. God gives us signs and wonders every day and everywhere if we just open up our eyes, our heart. Stop being distracted with news, social media, bills, school, family, drama, and just be still and listen to God speak to you. Uh, I hope I did this correctly. I, I just really wanted to emphasize on the power of the Holy Spirit. I really found this area very interesting because so many times that we really take for granted and neglect how powerful the Word of God is and how... 
even individuals that don't have the Bible, God still is speaking to them. God is still working through them. There is no limit to how the Holy Spirit uh, can engage in our everyday lives. And it is just a miraculous, amazing thing that most of us take for granted because we're so distracted. So ultimately, in my conclusion is be still, listen to God, seek God as God is continuously pursuing you.